You're listening to Equipped, the podcast that turns gaming concepts into life lessons. I'm your host, Isa Gonzalez, and each week, I'll show you different ways you can clear quests, fight boss battles, and level up, not only in-game, but also in real life. What's up, you guys? We are back with another episode of A Gamer's Take, and today I am very excited. I know I say I'm very excited at the start of every episode, but I mean it each time, and I, I mean it's the case again today because joining me is another streamer that I I actually really enjoy watching and following on Facebook Gaming and on Twitch. His name is Lon, but on Facebook Gaming, he's also known as Italics Plays. And so, hi there, Italics. How are you doing? I'm good, Isa. Thank you for having me. First of all, I'm um, I'm I'm flattered, and um, yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> when I got the invite, I was like, oh, that's that's so cool. I you know I don't get in- invited to speak um, t- on too many podcasts, but when I do, um, I'm I'm just always flattered that people would even want to consider like having having me as a guest on a show. So so thank you for having me. And um, and by the way, I lo- I love your podcast. I reached out to you a couple of days ago. To let you know that you know, once I once I listened to it, I was I was hooked. Um, I think your content is really really good. Um, you just have a a really pleasant way of going about um, speaking. You're super articulate, and just the way you you really try to relate your gaming experiences with life experiences and 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 the messages you um you pull out really resonate with me. And that I think Aww. that was for me. <laughs> I think for me that was one of my one of my biggest um, things was like, wow, I really resonate with with everything you're you're speaking about. And then it would be the name for, or the same for the next episode, and then the same for the next episode, and then the same for the <laughs> next episode. And I was like, okay, wow, this is this is really cool. And it just get uh, got me even more excited to to be a guest on here. So thank you for having me. Really, no, really, the pleasure is all mine. Like. I, I'm just kind of not used to receiving compliments at the very beginning of an episode. <laughs> but thank you. I really appreciate it. But like, I don't know. That's why I enjoy inviting more and more people, um, whether they're streamers or not, just like people that enjoy talking about gaming in general. And so I'm really happy that you're here because I wasn't expecting that you would notice my message right away. Usually that's the case whenever I invite someone over. Like it takes maybe a couple of days or a couple of weeks before they even respond. Sometimes they don't get back to me at all. And so when you message back, I was like, oh my gosh, it's really happening. (laughs) Uh, Because I remember when I first discovered your Facebook page, that was when I was still playing Elden Ring and I was just like really on a high on that game. And I, I had already finished the game and I was sort of in this phase where I just enjoyed watching other people, you know, discover like the different bosses and explore the areas and all of that. And you just happened to be one of the, the streamers that was suggested to me by Facebook. And I was like, okay, cool. This guy seems interesting enough. And then the moment that I first clicked on, on one of your streams, like it was a moment where in someone sent stars and like there was a lot of music playing and I was like (laughs) whoa what is happening and I I, I was kind of getting lost because like wait wait why is there music and then I sort of picked up on how oh it's because someone sent stars and I was like wow that's that's a lot of effort um to thank you know someone who sends stars and so that's sort of really what um made me stay a bit longer and then once you you know you were playing Elden Ring and I found it really funny how um (laughs) you were discovering a lot of the bosses and stuff and that's really what got me to stay 
And again, like all of the streamers that I've spoken to, obviously they have their own takes on how they how they like to stream and how they like to communicate with their audience. But um, I'm just generally drawn to the people that, you know, really put an importance on engagement and just, you know, showing their true self, throwing their true self on stream. And again, that's why you're here. That's basically the backstory of why um, I wanted to reach out and invite you over to the podcast. And so I know everyone already knows that you're a streamer, but I am curious, like, what were you doing before you discovered streaming? Like, was did you have any other different jobs or anything like that? Yeah, so um, before I, I was streaming, I was, uh, I did 20 years as an um, IT professional. And um, right before, uh, or excuse me, when I was streaming, I was a system administrator uh, for a financial consulting firm um, here in California. Um, before then, I was uh, I'm actually also ex-military. I did four years what? in the United States Air Force. Yeah, I'm actually. <laughs> I don't know if you know how, how old I am. I'm, I'm actually pretty old. I just turned uh, 43 last what? week. What? <laughs> am I blowing your mind? What? People, yeah. yeah, yeah. People. Some people are like, "There, I wouldn't have, you know, pegged you for older than like 26, 28, or that's how early I, 30s oh my gosh. at most." Yeah, but. Um. Yeah, we, me and my twin brother just uh, just turned just. You have a twin. <laughs> I have a twin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, occasionally, occasionally, if you if you've been there on you know on on nights we take shots, he'll he'll come on camera and you know he'll surprise he'll surprise other people out there as well. Like, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> oh other people gosh. will say, "Who the hell is that?" And they'll wait. There's two of them. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, you know, I go by italics, but again, uh, some people know me as Lon and, um, my actual name is Nolan. Um, but because I have mm -hmm. a twin, um, whose name is Nolan, people, you oh. know, they're, yeah. So if you're not Filipino, like Americans, for some reason, they think it's Nolan and they'll say Nolan and they're like, oh, it's the same name. But like, yeah. like Filipinos can like emphasize the vowel. And so yeah. to emphasize, help emphasize the vowel sound. That's why we just shortened it to Lon and Len, and now Lon is the name that like sticks. Wait! Um, oh yeah. my gosh! Um, I'm just like, <laughs> I just discovered <laughs> so much about you in just like one minute or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dang! Okay, wait. Let me. Uh, I do have a couple of follow up questions on those things, okay, but sure. I, I guess to get started, like you had a drastic career change then because mm. twenty years that's a that's a freaking long time and. IT, obviously a very technical industry. So at the time, like when you just got got started um, in IT, during that time, like that was always or like that was the dream. That was like what you really wanted to do back then. Um, yeah. So I knew I knew that I um, had a passion for technology. First and foremost, mm. that's kind of where things started. Like obviously my passion for video games, that was... Um, that was a given, but back then there wasn't, you didn't, you, you didn't just get a job in, in playing video games. That wasn't a thing. Like yeah. the internet was barely a thing. Right. And I think like my passion for technology was what got me into it. And, um, when I started off in, um, it, the internet was the internet was 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 popping like AOL was a thing right dial up was still a thing but it was exciting it was it was exciting to um to work with computers it was exciting to like 
um, you know, work with like iPods and people didn't know what to do with them. So all these new things that we kind of consider commonplace um, today were new back then. And, um, and technology has always been exciting. Every year, new technology comes out and every year it's exciting. Mm-hmm. But over the 20, uh, course of 20 years, like you get tired of, of just fixing things that break, right? And it's just, <laughs> and it, yeah, it, day in and day out. And, you know, that that's just not something I saw myself doing for another um, 20 years. Like, like, like I said, I'm, you know, 43 now. And um, with, uh, with retirement age, uh, at least, you know, averaging um, for 65, um, mm-hmm. Like I could, I could continue the next two years doing something, um, you know, more in line with, um, with, with my current passions. And, and if I failed, I'd still have 20 years until I retired to, to figure it out. So it's like, it's a long time. So anybody out there that's, you know, listening and like wondering or, or feels like you're in a rut, like it's a long time. It's a long time. (laughs) Like I said, I could do this for two years, fail and still have 20 years ahead of me to figure, Mm -hmm. to figure out something. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's all about monetizing, like what you're passionate about. Um, you know, something that stuck with me early on was if you, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, because you, you love it and it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel like work and, um, live streaming for me, gaming for me, content creation for me is it doesn't feel like work at all. And, you know, it's scary because I'll put in like hours and hours and hours. And like, when you do that with something that you're not really passionate about, it's a long time. But then when you do it with something you love, and for me, it's, you know, gaming, time flies. Like you, you'll you be you'll be six hours in, eight hours into a stream and, and, you know, having to call it a night and you'll just, you won't even know where the time went by. And for gamers, we know <laughs> we've had those nights, right? As gamers, <laughs> but, you know, and, and Elden Ring is one of those games. Elden <laughs> Ring is one of those games. You get sucked into it. And before you know it, the sun's coming up and you're like, what the hell, where the hell did the night go? Right, right. And I know I'm starting to ramble right now, but yeah, like, um, yeah, 20 years ago when I got into IT, um, it was, you know, it was, I was still passionate. Um, I'm still very passionate about technology. But um, after a while, um, you know, the customer customer side of customer service side of it, of just fixing something that, br- that breaks and getting into the infrastructure part of it, um, servers, networks, you know, the technology just becomes more and more important, um, more and more stressful um, to maintain. Um, because, you know, once you're in the once you're on the server side, the network side and it breaks um the the priority and the speed and the urgency at which you had to fix it becomes more and more stressful and um i didn't see myself wanting to do that for the next yeah. um 20 years and it just got i came to a place where i was no longer like happy and and trying to figure out okay well what's what's the next chapter now like that was mm-hmm. this chapter is 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 coming to a close what's the next chapter what what am i going to do next Similar to what you were saying in some of your earlier episodes, like you have to take the action, right? And you can choose. We have the power of of choice of wanting to wanting to to do this. So, like, I'll, you know, it's all about making those choices for yourself, and and then taking taking the action and taking the steps. Yeah, I totally love that. Like, just hearing you um, retell your story of like how you ended up streaming now, it's it's mind boggling to me. And I I love how you said that. 
um, you emphasize that 20 years is a long time. I feel like a lot of people still feel that that could be short or they sort of don't realize how much time they actually still have. Because like there's this pressure to just like achieve something at, at the earliest age possible. And that sort of right. makes us think that, oh my gosh, if I don't do this by this age, I'm just like, there's nowhere else to go. Like nothing else is going to happen for me. And I totally love that mindset because I agree, like we still have so much time ahead of us to do whatever it is or to discover whatever it is that we want to do next. And I know, like, I think that's a reminder that we all need from time to time. And I, I do want to know, though, because when you started streaming, is it like you went all in head first or is it something that you started gradually while you you were still in IT? Yeah, I was I was still in IT at the time. So um, when I started, it was it was around the time the pandemic um, happened or the mm, pandemic okay. began. Right. We didn't know a lot about it yet. And then um, everything went on lockdown. And um, so I was still working for um, for the consulting firm and we were allowed to work remotely. So we were we were stuck at home. And uh, we, this was around the time when you couldn't even go out. Like we didn't know yeah. what was out there. We, we thought if you stepped out, like breathing the air might get, might get you COVID. Right. So people, yeah. so many people were dying and we were like, what, what's go, what the hell is going on is what, what's going on. So we, we were relegated to our homes and, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, my social life was, was, was gone. Um, we, we, uh, couldn't go out. I, you know, normally I'll go to music festivals or concerts or even socialize with friends, you know, go, go out to eat, um, things like that. But we were stuck, we were stuck at home and, um, I knew kind of what live streaming was. I just thought people were on YouTube, you know, making videos and stuff. But my friends who were in, uh, who were DJs, they were, they were heading to Twitch and mu other music artists that I was listening to or that I knew about were performing on Twitch. And that's when I was like, okay, well, what's this about? And after about a month or two of like watching DJs on Twitch, watching DJs <laughs> on YouTube, I got to this point where I was like, why are you not doing that? Like these are people who are, who found a way, you know, to do something that they're passionate about. Right. And now they're, now they're on Twitch. And I was here when, when I was one of 10 people, you know, that was following them. And now they're at a hundred or 200 and people are showing up and, and they're making money, you know, and, you know, granted it's, it's, it's not a lot, but money, the money will come. Right. I think that's one of the, the deciding factors um, for for many people when it comes to choosing um, an occupation is is there they want them, they want the quick money and I was one of them you know and I think our our parents kind of instill in us you know especially if you're Asian or, or you're Filipino that you have to do something in law or something in medicine or you know <laughs> something like like that they they don't they don't really understand like the entertainment industry and when when they do it's they it's it's very you're hard pressed to find any kind of support right <laughs> mm -hmm. i think any one of us who tells our parents oh well i want to be an actress or i want to be a singer or or shit even for me oh i'm sorry I'm, you might need to edit that out but if oh, i no, told my fine. parents i want to <laughs> If I told my parents I want to play video games for a living, you know, when I was a kid, they'd be like, you're, you're, you're crazy. You're out, you're out of your mind. So anyways, back, back to this story, right? Um, it's the <laughs> pandemic. The pandemic's beginning. And um, I, I just figured, 
okay, time to get time to get started. This could turn into something. So it, it was it was small at first, you know. I didn't think it would it would really go anywhere outside of me having a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And um and then after about a year of doing it, um I started, you know, making making more. Not a lot, but definitely a lot to pay off basic uh basic bills. My phone bill, um my cable for example, streaming services for example. And when I finally decided to go all in, um that was January of this year. Um mm-hmm. I I I figured out okay here's what I here's what I got to do I got to pay off all my debt first. So I I paid off all my debt, right? So now I have no more bills except for the recurring monthly stuff, but my debt was a big thing that was holding me back. Paid that all off. Um I didn't want to worry about a car payment, so I sold my car. Right? I used to drive. I was super proud of it. I loved it. I used to drive like um a Lexus RCF and it was like one of my goal cars, right? I had to sell it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, do you want to be happy or do you want to drive a nice car? <laughs> so, right? Asking the you know, important questions. <laughs> yeah, right? So, you know, and, and again, it's um what are you willing to give up? You know, when people ask me about streaming, you know, and what it takes to become one, well, you know, what are what are you willing to give up because you're not going to be making a lot of money at first. You know, um, and I'm still not. I'm I'm almost two years in, and I'm not still making like what I would call a livable. Um, definitely not. You know, I'm I'm paying my regular bills and stuff, but again, I'm getting help for like um, the house payment. I'm getting help. Again, I don't drive a car, so I don't have a car payment. Um, it's enough uh, for me to pay credit cards and phone bills and ba- or excuse me, um, yeah, you know, basic basic living expenses. But what are you willing to give up uh, to do to do what you want to do, right? And the important part for me was not to make it as a streamer, but to get out of something I was no longer happy doing. And in two years, Ooh. yeah, and in two years, it doesn't matter. How did the live streaming thing go? Oh, you know, what? it didn't work out. But guess what? Now I know how to edit videos and I'm working towards monetizing YouTube or you know, it didn't work out, but now I'm moderating a discord for an NFT project or, you know, it didn't work out. But, you know, when one door closes, another opens. And like, like for me, li- the live streaming part, the video game part of it was was the fun part of it. The aspect like monetizing something you're passionate about um, part of it. But it wasn't the entire thing. The entire thing, the important part of it was for the last um, I want to say 10 years uh, of my IT career, I wasn't happy and I didn't know what to do. Like I wanted, I knew that I wanted to get into something creative. I knew that I wanted to to um, retap and realign into the things I was passionate about. And I just didn't know how to, how to get there. And then live streaming offered me that. And, um, and if I don't like, if I'm not successful doing this, at least I'll be out of, of the, of the kind of hole that I was sinking myself into, you know, by Mm -hmm, every day I, 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 I was staying in it was another day that I was chaining myself to it. Every certification that I was getting, um, to recertify or to gain skills in IT was another link in that chain, like holding me back from, um, from true happiness, right? Um, so the important part isn't that like 
I make it and I become the successful live streaming I know. Like the successful part is is now, now I'm I'm driving myself where I'm taking control of my life and and driving it and aiming it um to put myself in a position where I'll be happy for the next uh for the next twenty years of my life. That is so beautiful. Yeah. I'm I'm just amazed um by your outlook on like what you're currently doing right now because it's very like what I'm getting from your story it's like it feels that you're very um you're not so attached to whatever outcome might happen in terms of like your streaming career and whatnot but you're just willing to see where it goes and whether it goes well or not you're like you're you seem totally fine and open and accepting of what life gives you and I don't know I just have like a high regard to people that have that outlook on life. Because again, I grew up sort of being overly attached to outcomes of certain things, mm. of certain events. And uh, I always wanted to be able like to control things. And that's like a hard obstacle that I had to get over, especially when the pandemic happened. And I don't know, your story resonates so much with me because even though I haven't been in it, I haven't been working for 20 years yet, but um, sort of, I also had to make a decision at one point to not push through with med school anymore. And so mm. that sort of allowed me to, you know, start working, earn money, start this podcast. And that sort of ideal where I know that I'm in a happier place right now. Um, I don't know. Right. I just really, I really resonate with your story. And so I think you're also one of the first people that shared a story with like having a major sort of shift in terms of careers and what you currently want to do and so thank you for sharing that with us I mean like what was going through your head because you already mentioned that you know you knew that you had to settle your debt first you knew that you couldn't go all in just yet because it wouldn't be like the best decision ever and so what was your thought process like how how did you like set yourself up so that you were able to, you know, leave your IT job and feel more comfortable to go full time? It, it, the answer actually is really simple. Um, for me, it was it was about being happy. And what's going to, you know, you know, what what does happiness look like to you? And I had a great job like IT really pays well, especially here in the Bay Area, California. Um, it pays really well, but was I happy? And it, it, you know, it sounds so cliche, like, oh, money doesn't bring <laughs> happiness. It actually does, you know, you know, and, and, and things like that. But, but the, how, how do we get it? You know, are, are you, are, how, how are we making that money? You know, um, and, and what does happiness look like? And for me, happiness didn't look like where I was at at the time it did I was you know I was waking up and and I was very unhappy and you know I was driving driving to work and in a, in a car that I loved to drive but that still was not making me happy so I was like well what what are you going to be happy doing I had to be serious uh with with what that answer was like it's you know right now it's your job that's that's making you unhappy so monetize then something you're passionate about and for the longest time i did not know what that looked like you know i wanted to i wanted to get into mm -hmm. the creative space so i started learning like adobe creative suite and things like that but when i when i tried to apply to jobs they wanted portfolios things that i just right. I didn't have right i started going to art school to try to get that kind of experience and then i ran out of financial aid 
So it was always like I knew for a very long time that like this was like IT was at least no longer giving me the happiness that, um, aspect of it. I just didn't know how to navigate that. And when, you know, live streaming happened, it was like the aha moment, like, okay, this could this could lead somewhere. What what I was thinking of was, will I be happy doing this? You know, but but, but again, what does what does happiness look like? to me. And, um, you know, we'll solve things. We'll, we'll take things a step at a time. You know, the house thing, the car thing that will, I'll get to that. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. But right now, um, happiness for me is getting, getting my career figured out and getting, getting my career to a point where I'm, I'm doing something I love for a living and then the rest of it will follow. Right. Right. Something that really stuck out to me is that again, because you're not so attached to whatever outcome happens, it's like you can still pinpoint the things that you are currently gaining from what you're doing right now. And like um, video editing, all of the new skills that you've been gathering within the past two years, ever since you started streaming, like those are things that will stick with you regardless um, if you continue live streaming or not, because you've acquired the time and skills to really hone that down. And Again, like that's that's the beauty of being able to, you know, just enjoy the process of what you're doing right now. I remember um, there was this podcaster that I spoke to whenever I mean, no, not whenever there was a podcaster I spoke to right before I launched my podcast. And one of the biggest tips he said is that even though you don't have everything figured out right now and the context was for podcasting, it's like you are slowly like taking those steps to learning a lot of stuff marketing editing talking to guests interviewing all that stuff like there's so many things that you're able to learn and I feel like um whatever journey you're on as long as you still have that willingness to keep learning I don't know I think that's such a beautiful thing because there's so much out there that you can learn and there's so much um opportunities out there that you could sort of leverage if it comes to you but the idea that you are constantly growing every single day, I don't know, that's something that I like to cling on to. And I think with you, I, I see that a lot because, again, that's like you're living that out right now. And it's it's clearly an example of how if you just, you know, you take certain steps, like you can set yourself up for success, but you're still willing to be adaptable. You're still willing to, you know, pivot when necessary and make uh, adjustments if there are any setbacks. I think that's also an important aspect of just being on a journey. And I don't know, I'm just really happy for you. I'm happy that, you know, you you took that step, you know, a couple of years ago and now you're able to do it full time. I still think that's a cool thing that you're doing. I wish I could honestly start live streaming, but there are also things that are holding me back at the moment. <laughs> and so we'll <laughs> see if that ever happens. But going back to you, something that I also wanted to ask you about is like your community. Because again, when I first watched you stream, I immediately heard the music. I immediately saw the clouds <laughs> in the <laughs> chat. And so like um, when I was going through your um, bio, I think it was on Twitch or was it on Twitch or Facebook? I think it was on Twitch. Um, you mentioned that the gaming community that you want to create and want to sustain is like a diverse and inclusive one. And right. though 
to me, like it's it should be obvious that everyone should strive for diversity and inclusivity. But I do admit that there are still some people out there that don't readily see that yet. And mm-hmm. so that's why I wanted to ask you, like, why is it so important for you to create such a space within um, the gaming world? As gamers, we we get a lot of flack for how toxic gaming can be. And a few a uh, few years ago, um, you know that toxicity actually um, was publicized. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, this, what they called GamerGate at the time. Um, and it was, you know, it was because, you know, I think I think a bunch of gamers were were being really sexist and misogynistic, and um, it was it was just ugly. And, and also growing up and and you know, for me, I don't do competitive um, gaming because of just how toxic it can be. I when I first jumped into Xbox Live, for example, you know, and everyone's, you know, talking crap. And and, and I, I play competitive sports. I used to play basketball, um, not, you know, not for a team or anything, but just recreationally. So I understand like trash talk and all that stuff. But you know, it's different when when you're gaming and you've you've got like kids talking about, oh, you know, I I effed your mom and, you know, yeah. retard this and, you know, all the kinds of I don't know how bad it is, you know, with the games you play. But I remember jumping onto Xbox Live going, holy crap, like, is this what gaming is about now? Like, I don't I don't I didn't I didn't like it. And, and you know, there's people that, you know, will jump into COD and jump into Fortnite and and it just seems like super, super toxic. And I didn't I didn't want that for um, um, one for myself. And I surely didn't want that, um, you know, for for the community, that kind of negativity. I, I play video games to have fun. And um, when I socialize, I like to have fun with everyone. I I consider myself, you know, pride myself on someone, you know, who who can have fun with all kinds of people in all walks of life as long as you're cool just be a cool person and 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 we can get along and and have fun if you know and and that's you know for me I didn't want any negativity um to seep into the into the community right, right. and so I, it's, I I make it a point like to say that bring bring your positivity with you just be a cool person you know and and what what does that look like don't be don't be a bigot don't be misogynistic um don't be racist don't be homophobic don't be transphobic just like just be it it's not that difficult maybe it is for people who have these like um these preconceptions or or these ignorant um beliefs Mm, and maybe they don't know that that what their that maybe their belief system is is what's holding them back from from being cool right or whatever like i'll admit being raised roman catholic um you know i there was there was a time i i i was like you know homo homosexuality is bad right and i've I've since Mm -hmm. um learned and and you know changed or or have adapted or whatever have you now i now i think now i think the church is wrong i'll just don't want to get too you know <laughs> political or whatever or religious or whatever but now i think the church is wrong about that right um you know but without getting like too far off topic um yeah i want my community to be diverse i want my community to be inclusive because i pride myself on being someone who can get along with it with everybody and um and there's just too much toxicity right now in gaming there's too much negativity in the world to pollute something that i love and that i have fun doing with a lot of people um video games they it's it's similar to music in that many walks of life um it doesn't matter where you're from 
who you are when you're a gamer you're a gamer and we all love <laughs> the same thing it's it's almost it's 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 tapped into something that like like music right how music can connect people like games connect people not just like you know online or anything like that but it touches on 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 something that many of us are are passionate about and can can relate to and and have fun doing so why why pollute that with with negativity um and you know i'm 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 quick about it because like trolling and things like that are you know they're things that unfortunately happen on live streams and you know um racism um, um homophobia especially homophobia and transphobia now um with the uh, lgbtq plus community um that streams um face that kind of harassment right and so we don't we don't need that you know this is this is something i love to do and and it's some it's something i love to socialize and to share with other people so we don't we just don't we don't deal with that negativity right i don't i don't want to have that in in the community that that we're creating and um and i just think there's a lot there's a lot um to love uh with with all walks of life and with other people and you know just um just the trans non-binary friends that i've made uh through streaming um have taught me so much already and and have already brought value um not just to to the live streaming um that i that i do but to to my life in general it's 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 gone well beyond streaming at this point just the things i've learned and i guess the more active uh positions i've i've taken in sharing um and being uh more of a um someone who stands up for um non-binary and, and and trans folk just because i've met such wonderful beautiful people in, in live streaming communities since i've started this journey yeah i love how you said that you're quick to react to those things like whenever and i did notice that um uh, i think it was when you were still fighting uh millennia yeah, I think yeah. Um, there was like someone that made a joke about periods or something or just like a girl. I can't remember like the specific joke, but I did remember what you did. And you just immediately called that person, not really like in a rude way, but you like you you mentioned how it's not something that you do here or like within the stream. And yeah, it's like it is important that we be quick and that we have a low tolerance for whenever we see that happening, whether it's online or in real in the real world. Um, with a stranger or with someone that you know like I don't know just like be really quick to to let that other person know like hey that's sort of like not a cool thing to do like just be a decent human being like you don't have to sort of ridicule others um, regardless of who they identify as or what they're you know what they physically look like because that really doesn't matter it shouldn't matter to the point that you feel the need to be rude and mean and hurtful and right. I don't know like I, I also love how you said that there's so much to love and I completely agree I, I don't know like if you're just willing to have conversations with other people other people that don't necessarily have the same background as, as you you could learn a lot and going back to what we sort of mentioned earlier like again you can learn so much in this world and you can learn a lot from other people but you just have to be a bit more open to hearing um 
and talking to those people and not sort of, you know, isolate yourself or just seclude yourself in a bubble that you think is good enough. And that's why also I think you and I are the same when it comes to like being sociable. I also love meeting new people. Again, I'm grateful that, you know, there are streamers, there are people like you that really know the importance of that. And how do you say this? Because like, you know how whenever someone has a platform, there some people are kind of hesitant to speak out because they're sort of like afraid that they will lose supporters or maybe their views will go down or something right, like that. Right. But I'm just like a firm believer that if you can stand up for something, then what other people, like if they support you or not, that shouldn't matter. What matters is like the cause that you're standing for. And again, that's why I encourage people to be vocal. I encourage people to speak up whenever they they do notice, um, you know, something going wrong and something that has to be uh, corrected. And right, so, again, right. thank you so much for being one of those people that does the same thing in your community. I think that's amazing that you get to do that. And I don't know. I hope you continue doing that. And I hope you get to also educate more people yourself while at the same time still learning yourself and you know that thing like you there's still so much um to learn out there even myself i'm not a hundred percent educated on everything i must admit but again as long as you're willing to to learn as long as you're willing to have those conversations then i don't think that should be much of a problem right, and right. yeah and like going back to you and how you act on streams like was it always easy for you to sort of, you know, pinpoint those people that aren't being so nice in the chat? Or were, was there like sort of a system that you had to establish within yourself to be consistent and to really keep your community safe? At first, it was, you know, I, I kind of wrestled with um, with it because it was like, well, you know, I'm still growing and maybe, you know, I don't have enough like followers or whatever. But then like after a while, I just had to, you know, I had to, had to tell myself, well, in order to keep a community safe and to keep the negative element out, right? Like, obviously, you're going to want to you're going to want to have to call it out. But um, even before then, are these the kind of people that you want in your community anyway, right? Do you want somebody mm, yeah. who's racist in your in your community anyway? Do you want somebody who's homophobic in your community anyway? So it, it became less about giving like people a chance or, you know, or, or, or letting shit slide because, you know, oh, whatever, we're still growing and we need as many followers as, you know, like once I realized that these aren't the kind of folks, you know, who we want in our community anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, then it became <laughs> easier for me to be like, look, like, no, we need, there's, there are people here. There are people who are already here. There are women who are already here. There are gay and trans folk who are already here. There are diverse people who are already here. To let anything slide at this point, like, you know, if, if I don't speak up, what does that really say to the people who are already here? And I let something like that, like slide, you know, then it really makes me, what, what am I doing? And there are times, you know, when, when I, I catch an, an opportunity and I miss it and, and I'm so like, oh crap, that was an opportunity right there to say, look, like we don't do that shit, you know? And, and, you mm -hmm. know, there's, there's times I'll, I'll miss it. Cause I'll, I'll be in, in the middle of a game 
or maybe I'll I'll laugh because I've you know I've been conditioned you know for 43 years to to perhaps laugh at something that's uncomfortable you know and and, mm-hmm, and yeah. I'll kick myself in the ass and go fuck like that wasn't something you know that 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 maybe I shouldn't have laughed at and and again like you said it's we're still learning and I'm still trying to like rein in um certain things and and to to you know I still I still make mistakes but you know um I think the community sees that sees the effort so you know once once I got um once I really got down to saying okay this is the kind of community that I want for myself then it became um easier for me to to identify these things and to not be so um like passive about about letting things slide because now the community is full of diverse people and I, I you know if if we are to create the safe space we need to protect the people in that space and and mm-hmm. protecting the people in that space is is calling that stuff out and removing um the people who don't need to be there mm-hmm. i love what you said oh my gosh like i just like blow it away because i think a recurring theme in our conversation is just like being able to ask different questions maybe better questions because you pointed out um instead of asking or wondering like okay how how many followers am, or how many people will get mad or how many people will go away if i speak up about this instead of asking that you went to asking what kind of community do i want like what are the people that i want to have in this community and that really does it does change the perspective that you now have to address the situation because it's like you're assessing what's more important now, right? right. Like it's the, it's not leveled anymore. Something is going to be higher than the other. And that's going to prompt you to sort of take action. And right. I love that. Just like, again, being able to ask yourself better questions. I think that's something that we can all do, especially with our beliefs. Um, you mentioned earlier that sometimes the reason why people act in a negative manner online is because they might already have, you know, preconceived biases that they never really questioned or they just, you know, accepted and just stuck to. But yeah, I think it's worth really taking that time to understand what your biases are and if those biases are, you know, harmful to you and to the people around you. because. I must admit, I also um, I also was raised as a Roman Catholic, and so there were a lot of preconceived biases that um, that I had uh, that were just passed down to me by my my family. And it wasn't until I was in college that I really started to question more things. And by questioning that, you really do get to decide for yourself. Like, okay, these are the beliefs that I have. These are the values that I want to embody in my life, and that's eventually going to shape like how you act around people and what kind of people you want to keep around yourself. Like, I mean, I don't know. Again, I just, (laughs) I'm so grateful that you brought this up because it is an important process to undergo. It is a long one. uh, I must admit, Uh, it's going to take a lot of, you know, honesty and unlearning to really chime that down, but it's a process worth undergoing. And so really thank you so much for having that willingness to protect your community. I think, uh, I don't know, your community is very lucky to have you. And you. I'm sure that you guys are all looking out for each other as well because you, you're sort of already setting that tone, setting that example for others to hopefully to do as well. Like 
for other people that they meet in their lives. And so thank you so much, Italics, for your time. I super wish that we had a longer session, um, but yeah, I don't really want to go for another hour. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I haven't even, I feel bad because I want, you know, I haven't really even like asked, asked you about, you know, your journey and just, you know, what do you think about, about like, like, like podcasting and what, you know, how has that been for, for you and how has that <laughs> enriched your life? And now I'm curious about, yeah, I did oh one, of your, one of your earlier podcasts, you know, you said something about like, what, what is it? Biomed or something like you have a degree in or something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and wow. So you're, you're talking about, you know, the leap I made from like, from, from IT to, um to live streaming but now i'm like holy crap like you know what i mean B biomed to podcasting like video games <laughs> like there's just a lot <laughs> I, I think i think you're incredible in your own right um i'm really curious about your journey i love like your your podcast and i want to get to know more about you and and i'll i'll probably discover more about you just by continuing to listen um to your to your podcast but yeah, I'm just saying, like, I know you're trying to wrap things up. That's that's the it's time to go, guys, <laughs> like segment of your, your podcast. And I'm just like, damn, I I I didn't get to, you know, ask you about about your journey. And but well, 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 I'll slide into those DMs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and just be like, what's up? But you're you're such an you're such an interesting person. Um, obviously, this this uh, this has been a great for me, but. I just think your podcast is is really good. <laughs> I can't wait to tell people more people about it. Um, I wish you all the success in the world. You know, I, I wish I was able to 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 segue into into relating my experiences um, into video games the way you know you weave in and out. You know, with with your narrative from like going and and this is how it relates to perhaps like this gaming experience and this is why like in the witcher 3 this happens right and you're just i wish i was so like able to weave in and out seamlessly <laughs> um and, and, and as eloquently as you do but i hope uh i hope i hope this was this was a good interview for you yeah, no, the easiest fix, honestly, is just to have you back. <laughs> that's the only thing that's on my mind. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and I'd, Again, yeah, I'd be down. I'd be down yeah. for another episode. No, totally. That would be great. I mean, honestly, this is your episode. So this is going to be all about you. Again, I'm not used to like people asking me the questions because obviously I invite the guests but I, I totally appreciate that intention that you have and I would love to talk to you about the other gaming contests I actually have other questions on hand and so definitely setting up another another session would be awesome okay. if you're down yeah totally <laughs> awesome and so I don't know if you've noticed um on like in the earlier episodes, at the very end, I like to ask a question of the week. And so as the guest, like, what is a question that you would like to leave the listeners to ponder on? Um, again, uh, so, so for me, it, it's, it's, it's something I mentioned earlier. What does happiness look like to you? You know, and um, I know that we're 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 focused on so many things right now, and and um, when when it comes to career choices, especially like um, for me, that was what was you know one of the things that that got me into live streaming was to monetize something I was passionate about because I couldn't I couldn't see myself living unhappily for the next twenty years, uh, waking up and 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 going to an IT job. Um, so 
what does what does happiness look like to you? Can you simplify it? Can you quantify it? Can you can you create a goal to bring that to fruition? You know, and it, it can be as complicated or as simple um, as you, as you make it. Take some time this week to just really sit down with with your thoughts, realign your goals, realign your life choices. Once I just said what what does happiness look like, and I started to incorporate all that stuff into into my life and my choices, and and it's it's manifesting, right? What what was that thing you you commented back at me? Affirmation and and doing and action or something? Yeah, affirmation and action. Right. So like you manifest and you affirm and then you take the action, right? So what does what does happiness like look like to you? And then start start putting the, those things in motion. Take some time. Ask yourself what does happiness look like to you, and then and then start making those adjustments. Beautiful. Like I know that's I know this is the question of the week, and we're at the very end of the episode. But something that I wanted to to highlight with what you said is realigning everything. Because I feel mm. like sometimes we set goals, sometimes we tell ourselves that we want certain things, and then everything that we do isn't in alignment to that. Like the action, the actions we take, the decisions we make, it doesn't contribute to where we want to be, mm-hmm. who we want to be. And yeah, that having that time to really sit down, um, ask yourself what you want your life to look like and just making sure that everything that you do moving forward is aligned to that. I think it that's time worth uh, taking. Because again, it's about asking the right questions, right? right. It's about assessing what what is happiness um, for me. What do I want that to look like? What do I want my life to look like? And then from there, you just you know branch out to what you have to do next. Because again, you can't just think about it and hope for it. You have to act and really put in time more effort more work to to getting it done and so that is our question of the week you guys what is happiness to you so by all means take as much time as you need to think that through and hopefully we can all make better decisions moving forward and so again thank you so much italics for your time today it's been such a pleasure talking to you and you guys if you want to know more about italics or if you want to you know visit his streams on twitch or facebook gaming i'll leave all of his social media links in the comments below but italics i know that you have a ton of other projects that you're currently doing so would you like to you know plug any of that um i mean i know 90 day fiance kind of got big in the philippines because i think rose was was there (laughs) right so for anybody who's who was a 90 day fiance fan because of that i I don't know if if uh if if anyone watches out there but if you're listening um you know aside from live streaming i also um do podcasts i have a, a a 90 day fiance uh podcast with um with a colleague of mine and it's a 90 day fiance wtf you can find the um you can find that on instagram on twitter and there should be um there should be a link uh that has many other links to to our socials and to the podcast um and it's on most uh most podcasting uh platforms so um yeah there's that (laughs) awesome and so go ahead and check that out you guys and if you did enjoy this episode make sure to follow rate and review the podcast it really means a lot to us and yeah thank you guys so much for listening i hope you have a great week ahead and as always stay safe stay healthy but also stay equipped